0: Welcome, one and all, to your She-Hulk podcast by Fantastic Geek, the official, unofficial voice of the Marvel Cinematic Community. My name is Matt, and joining me is my co-counsel, Pete. Hello, Pete.
1: People go to prison every day. The She-Hulk podcast by Fantastic Geek for She-Hulk Attorney at Law, Episode 9. Whose show is this? It's brought to you by Deep Haikus by Emil Blonsky. This book sucks. Pete,
0: it's close to midnight and something evil is lurking in the dark. Under the moonlight That is, of course, our Werewolf by Night podcast up now on the Pop Culture podcast feed, Marvel Movie podcast feed, there for your spooky pleasure.
1: Yes, this spooky season here. We're a little over two weeks from Halloween and uh, Werewolf by Night, that first Marvel Studios special presentation haven't checked it out definitely check it out and uh find out how it reverberates through our podcast musings
0: and tomorrow of course we will be podcasting and or episode six uh a an episode i don't even want we, we haven't even talked about it uh off mic texting whatever at least i don't think we have but
1: uh wowie eye-opening i know that so uh you know, disappointed we're halfway home. It's gone so quickly. Just have adored Andor. And yeah, we will talk that tomorrow. So get your feedback in.
0: And of course, on Star Trek Sunday, we'll be talking Lower Decks episode 308, uh, Crisis Point 2, uh, it, itself a, a, a an excellent example of the Star Trek Lower Decks form, much as Andor and this episode of She-Hulk have all uh, captured their own unique voices
1: yes to return to an idea from their first season and then Matt before you know it we will be podcasting Black Panther Wakanda Forever uh we're going to see the film well I'm going to see it a little earlier than Matt uh but we will be podcasting it uh on Monday November 14th One more outburst, and I'll hold you in contempt. A narrator tells us that Jennifer Walters, Esquire lawyer, why she gets both, I'm not quite sure, millennial searching for a new way to balance a career in her personal life before gamma-radiated blood altered her body chemistry in a sequence here that almost exactly mirrors the beginning of The Incredible Hulk on ABC from the 1970s, which I vividly remember watching.
0: That's a show that I vaguely watched on reruns in the 1980s, uh, but I appreciate the recreation here because it too kind of is weirdly etched into my memory. Uh, Fun fact, Pete, it was one of the Hulk TV show TV movies, which featured the first Stan Lee cameo. Um, we, of course, get uh, the whole setup here. She gets angry or outraged. A startling metamorphosis occurs. A creature driven by rage, pursued by online trolls. Uh, don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. The
1: uh, 1970s office and outfit. <laughs> As she's on the, you know, old computer. You're stupid. <laughs> um, and then... I- Bruce made to look like Bill Bigsby who just moves his head.
0: (laughs) Oh, the whole thing. It's just, it's, it's the icing on the cake here. Um, The narration concludes saying that, uh, you know, now she has the, the raging savage in her and so forth. And Pete in this quasi pre-credit sequence here, have to, have to, have to mention the uh, Hulk version actress here played by Malia Nahinu. It's just, it just, yeah, her presence adds to everything that makes this special.
1: Between the transformation, changing the tire in the rain, which is straight out of those original credits, uh, and then the, uh, you know, ripping up the, uh, gala in the dress and then the split screen, um, yeah, just fantastic inspiration and implementation
0: we have a hard cut to Jen in what I think we can provisionally call the Blonsky cell All right, If you want to make some sort of fanfic argument that it's actually another superpower cell in the prison, whatever, it's the Blonsky cell set. It's definitely the same set. <laughs> uh, Mallory book, Nikki and pug are there as Jen wakes up. Uh, they say that they reached out for Bruce. They've left multiple messages uh i have to confess pete that then set up expectations for me that he would not appear in the finale uh, jen says that she wants to prosecute those who hacked her and you know go after them and so forth but it's a uh, book who says that they should be talking about jen's case after all you are an out of control hulk that is what all the witnesses saw uh and it's stated that there's a plea offer no legal pursuit of her but of course it comes with a string attached that of the string of wearing an inhibitor.
1: Yes. Installed on her left leg here. She's let out of jail. Uh, her parents picking her up. We see her pack up her office. Nikki has stolen all the food and the drinks from the kitchen and put them in her car (laughs) because through that place, however, she will continue to work there because they pay her nicely. Uh, pug is also there pug who, uh, Managed to sound very calm, uh, despite calling the freaking hug a Hulk several times. Um, and uh, we see a montage of news coverage here, uh, illustrating the issues that this episode highlights. The female cousin of the Hulk, uh, the terms permanently barring her from transforming. It's called Galligate on the news. And additionally, an anonymous neighbor feels uncomfortable uh, with an unstable uh, Hulk living next door. I wonder what anonymous neighbor to her left or her right that is. Um, Jen asks if the media is outside. Uh, She sees them and she's asked if she would care to comment on losing her superpowers her father tells her she can move in with them. Uh, her mother, however, has uh, gym stuff in her room because she works out every day at 7 a.m. And they could be workout buddies. Yay. And Jen slams her head on the dining room table.
0: We see that Jen is indeed moving out of her old place, which Pete, only with the bare walls and the set dressing gone and so forth. Did I notice that it has purple walls. That's a really nice touch there. Uh, at mom and dad's house, dad hoses the media off his <laughs> lawn. Pete, uh, the media, the media uh, not looking good in this episode. It is indeed confirmed that she's moving back into her old room, uh, still decorated from from her younger days. The Erin Brockovich poster, yes. an inspired, inspired edition.
1: Yes, the Legally Blonde on the back of the door, UCLA, and the hand weight found under the blanket at night nikki is there chatting up mom elaine and jen is at her conspiracy board um uh, nikki explains they uh have tried to find the identities of these intelligentsia uh trolls but it's one dead end after another Hulk King is the admin but the site security is annoyingly airtight Jen says the platform is owned by several shell companies which operate outside US jurisdiction. How can she sue if she doesn't know who they are? People like Chicken Boy and perhaps Panda, who's highlighted as a possible event instigator. Uh, Oddly, I didn't see Josh on there. Um, Nikki says they will find and destroy them by any and all means and does the grew, you know, fingertip uh, mashing. Um, but Jen is adamant that it's going to be done legally, which Nikki doesn't exactly agree with. Jen says they're gonna sue for defamation an invasion of privacy and get them charged with unauthorized access to a protected computer. Uh, boring if you wanna be all Jen Walters about it, but that's cool.
0: Pete the affection that Nikki has for mom is is wonderful. I think there's just the vaguest air of like, you know, little little sister Nikki getting affection from mom and all of that uh or Nikki's friends with mom around her friendship with uh Jen and so forth, but it is here where mom has a one of those adorable embarrassing videos. <laughs> here it is. Pete, a, a combination of words perhaps never said on any of our podcasts before, but here goes Jen twerking in a thong uh, and, and other clothes like PJ pants and so forth. I want to make that clear for people who haven't seen the episode. Um, but shared in the spirit, again, of uh, mom has an embarrassing video to show a, a friend or a friend of the daughter or a friend who's also a friend of the daughter, that kind of thing. Um, it is, of course, important setup for later in the story.
1: Yes, and Jen promises to sue both her mother and Nikki for emotional distress. But Matt, what's that other thing on Nikki's phone?
0: Pete, that's the return of Dennis. Dennis from the DA's office. Dennis here to scoop up some camera time, aggrandize himself and so forth. Yeah, uh, to
1: lie. Yeah. <laughs> Not even aggrandize. They dated for a significant amount of time. Um Pete, again, um,
0: public servants and the media maybe not the best-looking folks in this show. Um, well,
1: it's not as if males have never embellished.
0: Um, that's true. Um, Jen, back in her room, uh, reflects on mom's words here. Girl Hulk is gone. Wait, it's She-Hulk. No, it it was She-Hulk. Which is just a really nice little, little bit of dialogue there. Jen notes to us that Something is kind of strange here. This isn't a reluctant superhero story. Um, She's just been screwed over. We start to get some narration, but she says, (laughs) no, no, no narrator, thanks.
1: We're not that off the rails.
0: (laughs) She uh, also texts Bruce uh, in the phone as Uh, Smug She
1: texted Smug Hulk. Thank you very much.
0: Indeed. Uh, No reply there. In fact, we even see Pete... uh, how it says not delivered suggesting that somehow he's not connected to uh wireless fidelity internet and so forth
1: him and blonsky with that Uh, poor reception
0: true so i'm convinced here hey pete they're in the same place they're headed to thunderbolts (laughs) um turns out no as you mentioned pete okay we we obviously have the hint Let's, let's pretend for a moment we don't know how the episode uh continues to go on here we have the hint that Bruce has been taken to Sakar, And it, as you just mentioned, it has also been established that on Emile's um, uh, resort, there is no Wi-Fi. So um, regardless, uh, that message is not delivered either. Um, but she just simply decides she's going to go to Emil's resort. Uh, invited or not, the door has been left open. So she's
1: going to go there for a mental health break. At GLK and H, Nikki uploads She-Hulk dancing like clueless idiot in college to Intelligentsia. Uh, She types that she found this vid begging for attention, uh, Jen Walters is. And as she puts it up there, she asks uh, the universe that Jen forgive her for this transgression uh which jen never found out about actually so who knows how she felt about it uh the whole king almost immediately tells her this is an epic find there's a private event tonight the deets are below um nikki says that was easy or maybe she's just a genius she uh lets them know she will attend uh and of course sees that Everything is finished with the word bro. Speaking of bro, she needs her work bro pug uh, to call in a favor.
0: With that, completely unrelated to all of this, Pete, we cut to Jen arriving at Blonsky's retreat. And and Pete, is that a familiar face I see? Somebody who, Pete, if we want to say... um. Maybe the episode loses sight or the season as a whole loses sight of some things like um, Jen never finds out about Nikki uploading the video or uh, the theory that uh, this bearded gentleman who we're about to uh, revisit that maybe his twist as part of it never happens. Maybe that's because the show instead was obfuscating the fact that, of course, the uh, the dude bro retreat and the uh, Jen retreat are one and the same.
1: So this is Wrecker, who tells Jen this is such a pleasant surprise that she's shown up. He's going to set her up with a guest room and also a hug. Laying down, she reads that Deep Haikus book by Blonsky, which she's not into. And then I didn't notice it till the second viewing. As the cars are rolling in, there's a sign you can see that it says Summer Twilights. Uh, But Nikki drives Pug up there. Uh, He's being sent in to mingle and is going to stay on the phone the entire time. But wait, won't it look suspicious if I walk around, Pug asks, with an earbud in? And Nikki, in just one of several moments of cultural clarity in this episode, tells him to trust her. He won't be the only one.
0: So true. When did that start being a thing? How did that start being a thing? I don't quite get oh, it. Oh, hang
1: on. I'm going to put my hair in front of it so
0: you can't tell that I have it, Matt. A couple of other bits of advice and planning here. Nikki tells Pug to refer to women as females, really? uh, <laughs> which is funny. I saw a thing on Instagram that unironically did that. So I, I guess that's a trope too. Uh, I guess that's a way idiots behave as well um but pug makes his way into this meet Uh, pete if you were to pause at any one point here you might notice that this set looks a little familiar uh i'm imagining for a moment that we don't know that this is uh, at the resort and that might look like that uh, resort group therapy circle here um but all the dudes there they're talking about the evils you got your she hulk you got your lady thor but
1: no He hulk matt why isn't there a he hulk and Lady Thor, she sucks. And he's not just saying it because she's a female. He'd have the same exact criticism if she was a man. But it's funny, they never criticize Thor.
0: Pug, of course, has to figure out a way to, to uh you know get in with these folks. Nikki says, be gross, uh, Pug. Of course, this is not really in Pug's vocabulary what can he say that is gross he just says females am i right uh, <laughs> leading to a chorus of grunts and so forth but but wait pete look there there's todd todd from across the way uh he's relieved todd is to see mother pugger is one of us and so forth welcome bro um todd says the pug rules and of course he's hot uh which pete <laughs> which let me just say soap
1: perfectly written there and observed, uh, But this is when Nikki's bad reception creeps in, okay? Meanwhile, Todd is wondering if She-Hulk is better than the Hulk, no. As strong as, as smart as, neither, okay? She wouldn't even have her powers without the Hulk. Uh, so why? Do they have to act like she earned everything? Because superpowers should go to the best person suited for the job. It's at this point that Nikki tells Pug to tell them that uh, She-Hulk got everything through nepotism, which had not occurred to them and they think is a you know stroke of genius. Okay? And Todd asks Pug if he thinks... That uh, Jen um, had intercourse with their boss, which uh, he not only says yes, but also makes him mad. Cue the vibing.
0: Pete, there are elements of this part of the scene that I'll just say start to confirm some of my long held suspicions about some of the guys with such perspectives. We'll just we'll just leave it at that. Um, but pug says
1: that's fine. So long as you're honest with yourself,
0: Pete, I think that we see some, some men in this scene, uh, who are not being honest with themselves, but, uh, but are finding some happiness in the, in the company of other, uh, gentlemen and so forth. Speaking of all these gentlemen. So how is it that Todd got in Pete theory confirmed? Todd got in because he made the whole thing. He is Hulk King. So, Okay, I'm glad. I'm glad on my scorecard, I did okay with that one.
1: Dicky's phone shuts off here. She thinks that Pug can improvise, but then she's concerned that he cannot. Todd has everybody circle up. He's really proud of how they hacked She-Hulk's phone uh, because they showed the world what a real monster is, but also that they're not just talk. Uh, they're real action, and they're just getting started, including his lame little kick on stage.
0: <laughs> I feel like if you say we are real action, that there's just something, there's something deliciously smarmy and vacant about that. Uh, we cut back to Jen, Pete, at a totally different spot, okay? Uh, Wrecker says it looks like she could use a cup of tea and a friend's ear. She does take the tea. Um, I noticed that she took it, never drank from it, and then put it down. I wondered, Pete, if they were leading to some sort of grand reveal for Wrecker. Again, the complexity in this script is not in that department. So, no, we shouldn't be worried. She really, really does want to talk to Emil. Uh, but wait, he's got a private event, you know, down there. Pete, We've been seeing a private event, and it's this point when uh, two become one in the Todd, back at his totally separate event Asked for everyone to give it up for the abomination uh pete that's the abomination wearing an outfit uh that was screen capped and shown um several weeks ago which led me to wonder if uh, I, I don't know i didn't exactly predict this scene but look there's abomination um making me fear the worst of him he comes in he's high-fiving he's dressed in white welcome to the summer twilight lodge and so forth and pug is shocked pete i think we are less shocked but uh plenty of shocking things occurring
1: what kind of tech bro bottomless pocket host tells them uh that the guest speaker cost a ton so they better cheer that that seemed like a uh you know inspirational piece of dialogue as well Um, but Blonsky tells them that it's really his honor to be their humble life coach for the evening. He hears their group is making amazing progress, seizing their goals as Jen walks up uh, and Blonsky uh, continues here that he's been told by Todd that they're all unsatisfied with their place in the world that they shouldn't ask permission. They should just be powerful. That's when Jen enters the lodge here. Uh, They are their only boss, but she sees Emil, who shrinks down. She wants to know what Todd's been doing there. Wait a minute, Emil, you've been transforming, Uh, but he says he does speaking engagements, nothing bad. It's all strictly for profit, (laughs) But she's vouched for him. Um, and tells her he's sorry that she's upset and she wants to know if there was an actual apology in there that she missed. Uh,
0: She is told that Todd is uh, Hulk King and he says that uh, she thinks that the sex tape was the worst. Uh, Reveal here, Pete, that he has stolen her blood. Uh, Synthesis has occurred, the synthesizing of things and so forth. He says he has earned superpowers out comes the uh the needle with the synthesized uh hulk material here he injects himself uh are we really doing this it is asked todd changes painfully and unevenly Uh, pete before i fully understood that we were about to really really break the fourth wall i wondered if he's gonna change 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 and then you know explode or something like that but jen again saying is this where the season is going todd looks at his arms gives a uh, come at me, bro. Uh, with that, Titania enters uh, the return of Jamila Jamil in the season finale. Surprise, Surprise losers. losers. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, just great line there. Uh, Abomination pulls her away. All of a sudden, Bruce is there. And At that point, Pete, I'm saying, yay that the Hulk saves the dead. Wait, what? Uh, we have Todd versus Abomination, and none of this makes sense. And then, Pete, one of the great cutaways uh, certainly in the MCU, maybe in all pop culture ever.
1: Is this working for us? It's not working for Jen. Uh, she winds up uh, punching through the Disney Plus screen because that menu's not going to stop her. She breaks her inhibitor real quick uh, and punches open the She Hulk tile, uh, looking for Marvel assembled. Uh, which she kicks in by uh, Shang-Chi. She also grabs the Loki tile as she swings in there and lands on a set where a man is asking another to tell him about the Infinity Gauntlet. You know, back when they were working on the first Thor movie, she heads out to walk the back lot where people start to notice her. The real
0: Disney back lot, by the way.
1: into the She-Hulk production offices where we have this week's QR code, which will take you to sensational She-Hulk number 50 uh, from April, 1993, where she very famously breaks the fourth wall after she finds out that writer John Byrne died and finds a new writing team. Uh, We're treated to several British versions of characters including a british spider-man and a popeye verse uh that also includes uh popeye thanos
0: um beat that i did not uh check out that issue and for a moment i was i I thought you'd broken my own reality because i'm like (laughs) these things don't appear in the episode and so forth um But yes, ultimately, as you said, Pete, there within the world of the story, there she is in the She-Hulk production space. We see uh, the writers pitching uh, the possibility that season two will be an extended dream sequence. How about Uh, the
1: uh, posters on the wall, smash and shred sensitive documents, and then that Captain America wants them to put away their cell phone?
0: um, I wonder how much of that is real, um jen in hulk form comes in and chews them out for this stupid finale uh there are the replies there that they thought it would be fun and unexpected uh
1: writer jessica
0: (laughs) (laughs) indeed um
1: that's of course uh you know head writer jessica gow
0: yes yeah um and then, you know, Jen's still railing against all of this. And then Pete, look, I'm not. I am in no way trying to suggest that any of the conversations that we have had on the podcast have made their way into this show because many people have observed things like there are certain things that happen in a superhero story. There are certain tropes that are expected within the genre and so forth. Um, uh, but then it said, well, this is the story that Kevin wants. Pete, the only miscalculation in this episode, uh, I would argue... Is in the subtitling that it is here where Kevin is put into capital letters, suggesting that something is afoot. It's Kevin when it's said by the writing staff. Kevin in capital letters when it's said by the writing staff, and lowercase for Jen who thinks it's a person. Blah blah blah. So the the smallest of missteps. Looking at you, third party subtitling group. <laughs> um, but she, Jen, wants to talk to to Kevin. They all laugh. Kevin's value is in uh, is immeasurable.
1: Never even get close to him. How about the makeup too of the writers' room? Seven women, three men.
0: Um, Pete, I think reflecting the, I I think this is the real writing room staff. Whether it's the actual room, wouldn't it be funny if they like had people come in to look at the (laughs) writing room so they could then go to like stage two where Home Improvement was filmed, right? And then you know right next door to stage one where Mary Poppins was filmed, and they built a writing room um it's not impossible it's not impossible that that was done by the way um but uh jen says that the way that they're talking about kevin isn't healthy um then pete she makes her way to i mean if this is the real marvel studios uh offices that they are at just for reference the marvel studios hq is on the second floor of the animation building not because they do animation there like that's the building that walt disney took Uh, snow white money to build the studio and this was the animation building it's like the most hallowed building other than the sweat seven dwarves building built you know in the eisner tenure it's the most hallowed building on the lot that is really where marvel studios headquarters is so if they're actually filming there this is like saintly ground when it comes to disney to pop culture to americana and so forth
1: well, you've got the Disney elevator there and then the Marvel Studios sign outside it. The Iron Man in the alcove across from the male receptionist there with an infinity gauntlet and a big Hulk statue. Um, but Jen says that she needs to see Kevin because it's urgent. She's told to sign the non-disclosure agreement on the iPad, which she looks through as the receptionist makes the call that She-Hulk is there. She signs it. And then he pushes the alarm button. Um, Why would he
0: do? Why would he have her sign when they're just going to call security? Everyone Everyone has to. signs the NDA. Just, I mean, delicious here. Pete, this might be fanboying. Maybe this is breaking the fifth wall or something. I don't know. Um, But to me, it's just delightful that Marvel Studios can make fun of itself like this. Um, She, of course, pushes through the initial security. There's a lot of security there's a, a a delightful fight scene um maybe if you want to be pessimistic you could say i think i see how this stunt team is pantomiming against air um but it's it's look it's a fun fight it's a short fight it is for fun this is not you know 10 years summation and now we're gonna kill off tony stark Like it's not that kind of fight i do like that she takes the one goon grabs his skull and Uh, holds onto his head, uh, still attached to his body, to get his eyeball scanned, Uh, and she says bye-bye for now to the security folks.
1: The Marvel Studios music plays as several screens display images from throughout the cinematic universe, and K-E-V-I-N with three lenses, you got your red, your green, your blue, but also with what looks like a baseball cap on top there, greets Jennifer. K-E-V-I-N, of course, stands for Knowledge Enhanced Visual Interconnectivity Nexus. Was she expecting a man named Kevin? Uh, Well, she was not expecting a giant AI brain, Uh, but it is the one making all the decisions there. Uh, It will answer all her questions, but she must transform back to Jennifer. Why? She is very expensive, but she needs to wait until she's off camera because the visual effects team, Matt, has moved on to another project, Wakanda Music, in the background.
0: Just delightful, delightful. I I wonder when this was written relative to people I think are some legitimate labor concerns about how Marvel pushes third-party VFX vendors and so forth, so I'm not trying to make light of that or or lose sight of fact you know workers of the world unite and all that stuff but um just the notion i i, I wonder when they wrote this relative to that whole discussion that's my point point. and just the notion that we've all had the cgi discussion all of this has, is, is ground that we have covered and there's no place for us to take it because they're circling us at this point um so she has changed back um, it is noted that, uh, Kevin has an entertainment algorithm. All the products are
1: near perfect. <laughs> <laughs> near perfect. Some are better than others, but he leaves that up to the internet. <laughs> um,
0: and you don't get to decide what works. Uh, she does reaffirm here that this is after all a legal comedy. Pete, I would say it's an action legal comedy, but let's not split hairs here. Uh, she would like to give her closing argument, uh, <laughs> Which makes uh-huh. Kevin chuckle. <laughs> I
1: see what you did there.
0: Um. Well, anyhow, she may proceed. She says that the MCU is known for big spectacles and high-stakes plot lines. Uh, it's often said that all Marvel movies end the same way. And I'm like, Again,
1: are they going to say what Matt says all the time about a light in the sky?
0: <laughs> um, th- Pete, then you'd know they were listening, and Kevin doesn't want us to know that he was
1: listening. K-E-V-I-N <laughs> listening?
0: Uh, If so, Kevin, feel free to email fantasticgeekgmail.com. We can keep your secrets. We've kept other secrets, such as, well, the secrets I can't share. with Pete, you know who I'm talking about from that one show and then the other show earlier on. Um, (laughs) She notes, I I must admit, Pete, watching this the first time at full speed, um, it had not occurred to me what she then says next, that this seems like a super soldier climax. Yes, because of the Ed Norton Hulk, there's a little overlap with super soldier serum and all of that anyway so maybe that was kind of baked into my brain but it's like oh that's a legit real criticism that this is a super soldier climax um and she says it distracts from the story of her life and the stakes of her life pete classic reminder okay your conflict should not uh, develop and develop and develop throughout the story, leaving your character the same. Rather, the conflict, you know, it may get worse, but the basic conflict should remain the same as it is your character who develops throughout the story.
1: So K-E-V-I-N processes this new data. What does she propose? Well, that they not do Todd getting Hulk powers. So he's shrunk back down. It's the power is not the villain he is. So they erase that blood plot. Bruce swooping down from literal outer space to save the day in her story. But wait, K-E-V-I-N says Bruce is supposed to return to explain what he was doing. No, they don't need to hear about any of that, Jen says. But they're going to introduce, uh-uh, save it for the movie, recalculating. And Abomination... After all this, Jen just wants Emil to hold himself accountable. Um, And enough of the angsty nighttime, uh, you know, climaxes. Let's do this in in daylight. Are they done here? Well, she wouldn't mind seeing Daredevil again. A woman does have needs. And K-E-V-I-N notes that historically they have been late in that department. (laughs) Well, she's got him there. Uh, wait, why are you sitting, Jen? <laughs> daddy issues, Stark, Thor, Loki, same daddy, same issues, Star Lord, two daddies, two issues. Uh, Jen, please stop. Uh, oh, and she asked the question, We all want her to. When are we getting the X Men? And then looks at the camera with her tongue out, <laughs> which was awesome. Okay, and of course, K E V I N can't tell her that. Um, But back to She-Hulk, she has some thoughts about Season two's direction, but she's not going to be able to access the K-E-V-I-N. Again, the error on their platform has been fixed. That's it. They're done. Well, she did obliterate the thrilling ending K-E-V-I-N formulated. But that's what Hulks do, Matt. They smash things. Bruce smashes buildings. Jen smashes fourth walls and bad endings. And sometimes Matt Murdoch.
0: Uh, with that, Kevin says, see you in the movies. Really? No. <laughs> now back to the story again, just a delight, a real delight. And What's the, the most
1: budget friendly way to do this? <laughs>
0: <laughs> we just cut back in, in the story. Exterior day. Yeah. Um, She-Hulk goes up to Todd Titania watching, thinking that she's going to, she, She Hulk, is going to kill Todd. But instead, uh, Jen, Jen's down and says that she will sue him in court. With that, Daredevil jumps down, a jaunty version of the Daredevil theme, I might add. Uh, He says that he's here to help, but he's missed everything. She's happy to see him, though. And uh, Pug wonders if maybe for the two of them, uh, Jen and Daredevil, if there's a thing going on.
1: Titania looks to angle in by saying hello to Daredevil. Um, Jen counsels Emil that if he signs the paperwork here, he's going to go back to prison for parole violation. But he knows this. It is the karmic price he pays for his actions. Uh, Jen hits him with a barb that maybe he could write some IQs about it
0: was it was it a bar or did she really mean it or could it be both C- can can one thing be two things at the same time perhaps so we end up back at mom and dad's house a family party in the back matt murdoch is there uh it, he does some recap here for the family members he has his own practice uh, it's in hell's kitchen it's not glamorous but he wanted to help others uh, aunt rebecca interrupts and notes that that basically means he doesn't make any money but Yo, Aunt Rebecca, we don't talk about such things at the table. And Dad says, yeah, we don't talk about such things. But you have to make some money, right? Uh, Dad notes that every conversation is going to go that way, go to the way of maybe Matt Murdock staying around here. Or maybe she'll go to his show. Uh, so buckle up. However, the family loves him. And welcome to her life.
1: Uncle Tucker does look at Matt rather menacingly. Uh, Matt needs a co-counsel. But hey, Bruce is here. He's been away at Auntie Car for a while. He'll tell them all about it, but first he has somebody he'd like them to meet. His son, Scar.
0: Wow, what a family! Later, we find out that She Hulk uh, th- through find out through I should mention Pete expositional news, uh, you know narration here that she's been cleared uh, from her previous conviction. Uh, with that, She Hulk is on her way into the courthouse, and the news guy stops her. Um, uh, can she share any further information on her lawsuit or, or what she's doing and so forth uh, she says that she'll use the law to stop those who would attack or harm people and here's the message one way or another if you're doing such bad things i'm coming for you
1: in court or as a hero here the difficult diva of law herself the credits reveal uh pictures of princess silk feather uh, with the inhibitor strapped on, as well as uh, K-E-V-I-N. Uh, and even, Matt, we had seen a number of times a dude hulked out. They were showing us Todd the whole time. Wow.
0: It was Todd all along. Yeah, and the credits here, we get, you know, a, a curtain call for all the people who have been in this episode, uh, all, all the all the regulars, all the big stars, including Benedict Wong, who... Wait a minute, Benedict Wong wasn't in this show, yeah. <laughs> uh, in this episode. Cut to post-credits with Emile in prison. Uh, Wong arrives. He apologizes for the delay. You got sucked into another show, didn't you? And I was like, oh man, it's because the Kevin multiverse? No. <laughs> Wong says we're in an era of peak TV.
1: Couldn't it be both? Couldn't the Venn diagram, you know, he was watching the Daredevil on Disney Plus?
0: Um, it 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 certainly could be. Uh, Bottom line being here, uh, I'm busting you out. Come on to Commertage. And oh yeah, we have Wi-Fi to end the season.
1: Your Honor, may I approach the bench? May I approach the bench? It's time to step aside and approach the bench to discuss some off-the-record theories. You be the judge. So,
0: yes, we got the blood subplot. To a point, uh, no, we did not get She-Hulk will return in season two, uh, but Pete, with all of the baddies from this season seemingly dispensed with, I would like to propose that we are getting She-Hulk in another season, just as Matt Murdock is, for his couple of episodes, a heavy supporting character uh, in this show. Surely we're going to get Tatiana Maslany in Daredevil Born Again, Right.
1: I hope they can manage it through the tone, and that's going to be interesting to see where she shows up next, how they do the tone, uh, given you know, her penchant for breaking the fourth wall, et cetera, et cetera. I think we've gotten the closest confirmation in this episode of a return for something not named Loki. Uh, She tells us that this can't possibly be where this season was going, implying there's another. She has thoughts on season two's direction. okay? And then even the joke about uh, the entirety of the second season being one extended dream sequence. So while not announced, uh, yeah, maybe the closest we've been yet other than Loki will return for season two i would welcome let's imagine she has
0: some appearance some you know appears in some capacity in daredevil born again um obviously the tone is going to be different i think that you know what we had in this show with the the extended fourth wall conversations let alone what happens in this episode you know that's that that's a special thing that you keep uh in in a she-hulk show that said there could still be moments you know let's just pick a number here let's say she's in two of the first six daredevil born again uh, episodes you could still have situations where you know something goofy happens or something adorable or whatever it is she could still look at the camera and give a little eye roll or a little eyebrow wag or something like that where people might be like hey she looked at the camera people don't know hey she looked at the camera and people who do know will be like there she is she stills with us It, you know th- th- that sort of thing and i think that that could be a fun way to kind of find a middle ground Why did
1: Dennis blame Jen's grandmother for all of this?
0: Look, we, look, we clearly are not meant to like Dennis. The episode is better for Dennis's presence. And and I think we had said that for some of the prior Dennis episodes, like (laughs) this poor actor who has the, who has the job of, you know, just be a, be a jerk and a pig and that sort of thing. Um, why? I mean, I don't know. Clearly he's grasping at straws and, rather unimpressive and all of that nonetheless I'm glad that he gets his own kind of curtain call in this episode too
1: does everyone really have to sign the NDA Matt I bet
0: yes I would bet that if you are look there's all these places where meetings can be had I would bet that if you are passing the reception area at Marvel Studios on the second floor of the animation building at Walt Disney, Stu- Walt Disney Studios. If you already don't have some kind of corporate clearance, i.e., you know, you're farther up the food chain, the Marvel Studios, if you're just, you know, come on in and let's talk about your sketches. I have to imagine you sign an NDA because heaven forbid you, they say, oh, it's the third door on the left. You walk in the second door on the left and there's you know, extensive storyboards of the finale of uh, Agatha, Coven of Chaos, or whatever. Uh-oh, I just saw the wrong thing. Well, luckily, we MDA'd you before you got out of your, uh, you know, out of the armchair in uh, in reception.
1: What was the thrilling ending K-E-V-I-N had formulated?
0: Uh, I mean, similarly powered people, some of whom are morally different from our hero, fought. Uh, they did so in a interior space slash... Place at night that way you can film it in a soundstage uh probably with green screen control the light really easily not worry about changing sunlight a cloud etc um and they knocked down a bunch of pixels uh and there was a quip and um <laughs> let's see todd this isn't a show that really would kill somebody i guess the, the real question was this pete the, the real question is this would todd have a been killed by our heroes probably unlikely b would he have ended up dead i.e no back away from the cliff no don't tell me what to do crumble ah uh or they would they have de-hulked him somehow
1: i'm not sure uh what i am sure of is that not only did they tease us but they came through with scar
0: uh yeah yeah they did uh, particularly uh, you know Look, there had been the question all season, Bruce leaving, obviously that needs, in the beginning, obviously that needs to happen so that it, this can be She-Hulk and not Hulk and She-Hulk, you know, starring Hulk and occasionally She-Hulk, um, but that, you know, was he headed off so we go in secret invasion, etc. Um, It's better to do the callback. It's better to now have perhaps not every detail, but we now understand the entire arc. There he is driving along Sakar has sent a message to him he finally gets taken away finds out etc etc whatever that is and then returns back home again so he's had the outline of his own character journey there uh and the particulars can be figured out in what movie I don't know but now it's on the table and uh probably not Wakanda forever but
1: at some point they'll tell us more Sending Blonsky back to the uh, DODC prison certainly would have set up Thunderbolts doesn't not set it up by him going off with Wong.
0: Yeah, I for this episode of TV, for this series, for this season long arc, I'm glad that Blonsky is ultimately confirmed to be a goodie. Um, I think that we can very securely infer that he was hired to give a motivational speech at some, you know, some group had booked the lodge and he was there to give a motivational speech. I don't think that the particulars, I don't think he was aware of the woman hating particulars. It was more, you know, unhappy with your path in life, looking to activate your self energy, looking to feel your power, these general kind of platitudes that can fit into, you know, what this is a you know, get over trauma group, or this is a change your education group, or this is, you know, whatever it is, it kind of fits all, fits all walks of life. So I like that he walks away. Yes. Kind of in story prison, but now also whisked off to a better place than, Oh, live in the glass room for ad infinitum.
1: When are we getting the X-Men?
0: I think it's a good itch to have. I think that we have, Just in the last week, we've had some movement on the schedule since Blade won't be starting production on time, and and that's moved some things around, but we have a fairly full schedule. I think maybe in Deadpool 3, the door can open to some kind of stuff. I really, really think that in Deadpool 3, it's going to be revealed that some of these mutants have been around for a long time, kind of just living the quiet life, living the secret life, i.e., I think that's how we're gonna get an older uh MCU logan, but I don't think it's anytime soon. I don't think it's anytime in the next couple of years in any substantial way, because that really quite frankly, Pete. Here's my here's my closed door no cell phone in the no cell phones room at Marvel Studios HQ. Here's my here's my observation. We got good stuff going here with Ant-Man movies and Guardians movies and Marvel's slash Captain Marvel movies. And you know, we're gonna we're gonna test out the 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 change in Captain America movies and we have our own, you know, um, baddies form a anti-hero group in Thunderbolts. When some of those start to run dry, then you can slot in the major franchise that is X-Men. You don't need to sit and go, you know what, let's cancel Thunderbolts d- too and do an X-Men movie. No, there's multiple TV shows, movies, etc., that are gonna come out of the X Men and Phase Four and Phase Five are plenty full up. Let let some of the other fruit fall off the tree before you need to replace it with with X Men.
1: is badgering the witness. Well, what do you want me to give him a testimonial dinner?
0: To the Twitter poll we go, Pete, uh, seeing what people thought of this episode. Also, trying to be kind of spoiler free here. So, what did you think of Episode Nine? Vote like Kevin isn't listening in. Uh, Kevin, email anytime. Fanteski@gmail.com. Um, meh emoji scarring, but spelled like you know the character. Four point four percent. Handshake emoji. It is all connected. Eight point nine percent. Hilarious. Twenty two point two percent. And then stellar. Sixty four point four percent. Some replies. Uh, we have James the Sagacious Big killin' on Twitter uh, saying, "Who had?" at yay for zig and chairman Gao, Pete. that's to your writers including jessica gal the head writer making live action appearances in shulky bingo what i wasn't expecting uh uh but i love the season there is a non-zero chance that uh, pete you and me he references us our scrolls and are in the writing room I, I guess it is a non-zero chance um as for the scroll part uh no comment Uh, Noel Gardner at Noel Camille says this was a great break through uh, All the Walls episode. Jen taking control of her story and asking the questions we all have. Cough, X-Men. My favorite part was K-E-V-I-N. I I was not expecting him and was delighted, especially with his little hat. I noted Nexus (laughs) is in his name. Wink emoji. Uh, Bob Keeley at R. Keeley says what a great finale. So much fun. I loved how the fourth wall was not only broken but obliterated. If I had to pick out one favorite moment, it was probably when she explain, uh, explained what she smashes. Uh, blush emoji, laugh emoji. Bob, you rascal, you. You rascal. Um, at brh says, this was definitely the best episode of the season and a top three Marvel finale. I loved her breaking through the fourth wall and fifth and sixth and every other wall, blazing saddle style and ripping on the writers like she often did in the comics. And Of course, she was a legally blonde fan. At Steve Thurberg says, this was an amazing episode of television. Inception level of fourth wall breaks and meta commentary about all things when she sat down to talk to Kevin and still asked the X-Men question and the opening shot for shot. Six seasons, but no movie. Spider-Ham Lincoln. Uh, to be fair, Pete, The Incredible Hulk Show had three TV movies. No mm. movie movie, but it had, it had quite a life after cancellation. It did. Um. It, in fact, Daredevil showed up in one of those. They're worth they're worth checking out for some YouTube coverage of that and so forth. Anyhow, Spider Ham Lincoln Tess LC one three nine says this finale was a hot green dessert of wonderfulness. Mix four <laughs> hulked out characters with one motivational abomination, one super influencer, a DD return, a sorcerer supreme, and the ultimate fourth wall break, and you get this meta Marvel masterpiece. Uh, praise be to Kevin J Philly B 4 fandom. Says holy mother forking short balls that's how you stick the landing this episode took me from a uh, six-year-old me on the living room floor watching tv to adult me raging at todd slash intelligentsia actually winning to speechless glee at jen's fourth wall break and triumphant she hulk smash indeed andre yeager at dr polo 1983 says the original hulk opening was a perfect callback to the past i want to know who was playing she hulk could have been lou's daughter the rest of the episode was amazing i was awesome as well super meta and blasted all the trolls we need more gen in our lives nathan nolan edwards at nolan edwards said i really appreciate the nod to the incredible hulk show from 1977 i loved how much the show commented on itself from how expensive uh an on-screen transformation is to hashtag where are the x-men what a blast this whole journey was Darren Bell, Rasslin 79 says, Wow, this was a, the best episode of any series I've seen in ages. It was so crazy and funny. Honestly, I didn't think I was going to enjoy this show so much. Surely we get a season two with Bruce and Scar and maybe some Jen in the Daredevil series. Uh, Fael, that's at Fael, says, I've really mixed feelings on this episode. I wish I could just have uh, even five to ten minutes of them showing her uh, get Todd caught and stuff. It feels like a piece is missing uh david siller at siller david poet says this she hulk finale lived up to all the marvel monikers savage sensational incredible spectacular to the very last it steadily and heavily trolled the trolls defied expectations and set out to be the show it wanted to be the lawyer comedy had us rolling the action kept us glued to the screen the fourth wall breaks were inspired and next level and i feel like we've seen a john byrne book come to life kevin as a movie creating modok was absolute genius matt's return was well played and it all came together wonderfully we now know new heights and possibilities for the nine episode seasons for mcu shows and they continue to streak uh, the streak of everything having its own flavor style tone and accomplishment the best part was she hulk hulk explaining this in the middle of the show wandavision broke the mold but she hulk said we're just going to make something completely different mold pieces be darned we got so much to look forward to after this so many setups this may be my favorite single episode of any d plus show and now i have tantalizing uh, the tantalizing the delightful struggle of deciding whether she hulk or ms marvel is my favorite d plus series fan freaking tastic bring me more shulky bring me more tatiana maslany sensational next is ian silverman sylvie underscore 76 i don't think the right emoji exists to express one's reaction to that finale i have no idea what exactly i just watched but i was so riveted the entire time and loved every second of it throwback opening sequence was outstanding and i've never seen anything so meta as the whole kevin sequence could have fallen flat and gone horribly wrong but was brilliant would have loved it to be in the writer's room when they were coming up with that one or would have loved to be in the writer's room for that maslani's comic presence is as good as any working actor today really hope to see her again regardless of what kevin says Lastly, Pete, tweeter at law, K-C-L-Y-L-E-1, says, amazing. I've literally never seen anything like it. I wouldn't even know where to start, but obviously the scar reveals a setup for something. But they still can't do a Hulk movie, right? They have to put in another Marvel movie, right? And really, my biggest issue with the show is how are they going to fit She-Hulk into a Marvel movie? She could still be funny, but is she going to break the fourth wall and talk to Kevin in the movie? Anyway, I demand Kevin keep Jen and Matt together. Uh, Fantastic show. Pete, I will just add... There's some vague legal indication that maybe Disney has the Hulk movie rights back. That's the short version of that.
1: Well, I mean, Scar is swinging big. And I don't think that they would have remotely touched that if they didn't have more new maneuverability with that. So we'll find out soon. There are some dates that, uh, you know, are open but not announced.
0: Two emails, Pete. The first one from Steve Adams, who says, I may be in the minority here, but I just did not like the final episode of She Hulk that much. There were some good things, such as Abomination starting a new career as a public speaker, and Nikki and Pug infiltrating intelligentsia. Tatiana did a great job as well, but the villain was Todd, really? And what of the vial of her blood? Where did that go? The break in the middle where Jen visited Marvel Studios probably seemed like a great idea at the time but its execution left a little to be desired. It completely disrupted the story for me. It felt like the writers were trying too hard to be clever in subverting our expectations. While I was happy to see Scar introduced, I'm not sure it was necessary here. This finale could have been great, but it feels like a missed opportunity. Anyway, I look forward to your thoughts. Until next time, stay fantastic. And again, Pete, that from Steve Adams. We'll go now to Stacy, who says, Good evening, Matt and Pete. Uh, thank you so much for the fun yarn slash frog option on the Werewolf by Night poll. It made my day to get that shout out. Well, I don't think I could say it any better than Wong. We really are in an era of peak TV. This show is just brilliant. The humor, the fourth wall breaks, the smart storytelling. It's almost too much. Nah, it's just right. I loved the throwback to Bill Bigsby slash Lou Ferrigno, Incredible Hulk, making Jen look more bulked up like Lou's Hulk was great. I know some people were disappointed that Jen's Hulk form wasn't as jacked as Hulk, so this is a great way to get this look into the show. Poor Jen wants to sue Intelligency if it ends up in an inhibitor, loses her job, has to leave her cute little apartment behind, but so sweet that her parents uh, pick her up from jail and continue to be super supportive. Her dad spraying the reporters with the hose was pure delight. I don't care if there's a drought, I got water for days. Do not mess with Morris Walters and nikki continues to be supportive of jen loved their conspiracy board and nikki bonding with elaine over embarrassing jen posting jen's college video on intelligentsia did freak me out for a moment i thought nikki had done a heel turn but phew baiting the intelligentsia dudes was a good idea then recruiting pug to help was great happy to see a guy uncomfortable around these dude bros everything going off the rails didn't feel as weird as jen saying it was uh but then when kevin admitted there's a formula for ending mcu movies it totally hit jen decided to take the wheel and rewrite the ending that was super fun i liked her making it smaller stakes jen's life is the thing not every show has to be about saving the universe and doing it with snark and the faces she made of kevin and into the camera so funny and then the lampshading the cost of jen being she hulk what's the most cost efficient way to do this uh and so happy to see matt show up again love that he doesn't seem to know why he's there but he's certainly happy to help or wait (laughs) whatever then hanging out with jen's family i love that she has a good family dynamic and matt fits right in such a lovely moment can't wait to see what happens with bruce and scar oh that ending i love her purple suit but the last line was great especially seeing it the day after alex jones was ordered to pay nearly a billion dollars to the Sandy Hook parents-slash-families he caused so much pain. If quote,
1: only we could have had Jen Walters prosecute that one.
0: Quote, people like Todd Phelps have to be held responsible for their actions. The message we're sending is that if you attack, harm, or harass innocent people, I'm coming for you, close quote. I hope we get more She-Hulk, but if we don't, I'm glad we got this run because it was an absolute delight. As always, looking forward to your thoughts. Pete, that from Stacy, a.k. Stingray, a.k. Girl 88 on Twitter.
1: Like with your Moon Knight, like with your, uh, you know, other characters, we will have more Jennifer Walters, She-Hulk.
0: And more podcasts coming from us. All of that made possible by those who support us on Patreon.com slash Fantastic Geek. Though we have a season finale that we'll be uh, discussing next week, season wrap. uh, Couldn't have gotten to
1: episode nine without that support. Everybody who contributes gets access to exclusive podcast content. It takes us a dollar a month to get you in that door. You can certainly decide to contribute more. Can't contribute right now? Get yourself over to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating in seconds or a review in just a little while longer, all of which helps us.
0: Pete, let's keep the Marvel conversation going. Like I said, still doing a season wrap podcast next Friday, as well as, of course, Wakanda Forever next month and so forth. How can people be in touch with you on Twitter?
1: You can find me on Twitter at Peter, P-I-E-T-E-R-J-K-A-T-L-R-K-E-T-E-L-A-A-R 12,771 followers. Can't be wrong.
0: And while I'm personally on Twitter is looking back lost, do be in touch with the podcast comment on fantastic Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Gmail, where we are fantastic geek as well.
1: But wait, Pete, there's more facebook.com slash fantastic geek with the pH, all one word like it today. And I want to hear from you on our socials. Do you want a fantastic geek? TikTok?
0: <laughs> oh boy. Uh, Pete on the pop culture podcast feed. Uh, as the weekend goes on talking Andor tomorrow and lower decks on sunday maybe that'll be it after two weeks of uh four podcasts a week maybe just the three this weekend i don't know uh certainly back next week to talk one more she hulk look here for now though i will say adios to all our listeners and give you pete the final word well that was easy
1: or am i a genius